Awesome, 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 awesome. All right, Sashina White. Are you here, Sashina? Yes, I am. Okay, awesome. All right. Um, so so even though we're off to a late start and <laughs> we have <laughs> Some precious came on and they they left and they they'll hear this at some point down in the line because I did say we we're gonna reschedule. I know we're trying to add you for the longest while. Don't know what what happened exactly, but it's something that we definitely need to look into. And wonder if this is affecting my mental health. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we we have um we have Martin who is one one of my one of my most consistent supporters and um and played a vital role in last week's part last week's event and and as I as I repost and reshare I hope that persons um actually come on with this link and not actually listen to the first one. But even so they they said the show must go on. That's right. So, I, I would most definitely um want to talk to you about the. I'd most definitely want to talk to you about the, the, some of the topics that um I had previously been talking to other persons about, and yeah. I want to get. I always want to get feedback before each session, uh, each interview, to hear what some of the things that people might want to ask. So it's not just my. It's not just only from my point of view. My personal views shouldn't matter. Um, so it's more of, of views of what persons have to say. So I hope that I can relate these questions enough. And for the persons who didn't, who might be listening to this at a later time and didn't get to join, I'm mm -hmm. asking the right questions for them so that when they're listening back to it, they can say, damn it, or yes, that's the right question. That's the right question. So, as we get into it, can you identify yourself properly for for your future listeners? Okay, no problem. So, my name is uh, Sophina White, and I am a licensed associate counseling psychologist. Um, I am also the creator of the mental health brand, Roar Unleashed, that encourages every single African descent individual to fiercely protect their most valuable asset, which is their mind. Currently, I serve in the capacity of guidance counselor for Excelsior Community College. So that's pretty much a rundown of me. Awesome. All right. So, like, persons, so persons like myself used to think that, you know, when you say mental health, you have to talk about mad people. Mm -hmm. Explain in a in a general sense, the simplest format. Because what I like to do here is that wanna be always in the simplest format that persons the eat the man out of road, the jelly man can understand, and the lady on the corner. So when I get in the big political scientific version of it, because wanna wanna not say dumb it down, but just simplify it as best as possible, so that persons who might listen who might not understand certain terminology might say, oh. I understand that. It never sounds too complicated. Mm -hmm. So give us 
what is mental health? All right. So mental health, as I like to, to define it, mental health is pretty much the condition of your mind. Just like how your physical health is a condition of your body, um, mental health is the condition of your mind or your mind state. Now, life has a lot of challenges where pretty much come left and right. Any little thing at all. Um, starting off your show, little late with technical difficulties, that's a little challenge right there. Um, being in a relationship, relationship now work out, that is another challenge right there. You lose your job, your boss, a stress your house, your kids them make a whole different noise, labor kind of difficult. All of those things are things that happen in life. And those are things, challenges, the situations that can pretty much affect your mental health or the condition of your mind. Follow? So when you, these things happen, you can either be in a state of mental wellness or you can be in a state of mental illness. But there is a gap in between that where the challenges occur, where you have the opportunity for pretty much deal with the issues as they come so that you don't have the issues being prolonged and piled up that will kind of tip you off into mental illness, right? So anytime you hear the, the term mental health, it's not madness. It's not about being strapped down to a chair. It's not about eating out of a rubbish bin. It's not about um, you're, 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 you're being violent and you're losing all of the faculties and you're just a day of a while or anything like that. From your, your mental health, it's just talking about the condition of your mind, how your mind stays. Is your mind able to bounce back from the situations that you are facing or that you will face? Or is it that it needs some little coping mechanisms for you to deal with it? The, the problem with the stigma when, when it comes down to mental health is that when you hear mental health, automatically people, when, even when you want to talk about mental health, automatically people assume that it's madness. And that's not it at all. When you talk about mental health, I can't stress it enough. It's about the condition of your mind. So even stepping into a forum that talks about mental health, you're talking about what your mind does, how you can take care of your mind, how you can protect your mind, how you can develop coping skills to ensure that your mind functions as it should, and so on. Madness is just... Uh, um, to the other end when you talk about mental illness not mental health okay so uh who can really be affected by this because in a sense you're saying that listen from the baby to the granny can you can be affected by this it don't have a if your meant your mental health can be good or bad and the good can be, you you can have a good mental health at any stage or a bad mental health at any stage in life. Mm -hmm. so anybody, anybody at all can be affected by mental health because mental health issues, mental health pertains to every single person because mental health has to do with the condition of your mind. From the day you're born, you have a mind. You have been given a mind, one mind. You have one social mind. And so from the baby to the elderly, from the cradle to the grave, Every living individual has a mind. And so mental health is everybody's business because you have to check in on the condition of your mind to ensure that it is functioning. Because here's the thing with the mind. Your mind is pretty much what allows you to function in, in a, on a day-to-day -day basis. Your, your mind consists of your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. So where you see, where you feel, where you experience in this here and now is all attributed to your mind, yeah? And how you experience this reality all linked back to your mind. 
So it is very important. So everybody have a mind. And it's very important for individuals to get on board to, to, to protecting their mind, which is their most valuable asset, because a one mind you have. So you're not too young or you're not too old, you're not too white, you're not too black, you're not too uptown, you're not too downtown to pay attention to the condition of your mind. So it's everybody's business. Oh, okay. All right. So how does one uh, so how does one know that if my mental health or someone around me, their mental health is not in the best condition? How how do I spot these signs? And how do I how do I spot these signs? How can I fix this? All right. So when you talk about the mental health aspect, it consists of your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. That is pretty much how they line up. So as a as a counselor, um, you might see somebody with a behavior that is considered to be abnormal in a sense. It simply means that um, how they think is going to affect how they feel, and how they feel is going to dictate how it is that they act. So you are hanging around her, or you're around other individuals, and you're looking at them. You are going to notice in their pattern of behavior. Right? So when you look at how it is that somebody reasons, and how it is that they feel about certain things or how it is that they behave towards certain things, it can tell you that something is not right with them. So say, for example, um, an individual is crying. They're, they're crying, they're not eating, they're not sleeping. Those are, are classic signs of you know um, a person's mindset being challenged. Um, you can ask them, okay, I see you crying a lot, I see you not eating, I see you not sleeping. For example, um, I see even somebody says something to you and the way that you respond to them is outside of what would have been necessary. So somebody say, how oh, you know? And you start to blaze up and you start to cuss and quarrel and so on. That behavior is outside of the norm with which you would not normally behave. So as a result of that, now, that sends a red flag to say, all right, something is happening with you that we probably need to talk about. It means that something one situation, a challenge in life is happening and it is disturbing your mental health it is disturbing the condition of your mind, it is disturbing the stability of your mentality and so it is something that pretty much needs to be addressed. So if we understand ourselves, understand how we think, understand how we feel and understand how we act, then once we see a slight change in that in our behavior, in our thought process, um, you start somebody who is eternally optimistic is saying to the boy, we not think life worth living enough. That's a change in your thought process. That can indicate that, hey, something is happening with this individual and we need to check it out. Follow? Yeah, I, I if you if there's a change in the person's feeling, like somebody who is always smiling and is always enthused, and you see them looking and they're crying consistently, it means that something is happening to them. And of course, that thing that is happening to them needs to be addressed. So 
mental health is wrapped up in every single thing that we do or we move how we how we operate with ourselves and others and once there is a slight shift of that pattern it means that more more likely something has happened to cause that shift and it pretty much needs to be addressed as quickly as possible um a lot of times when you have persons who enter into what we call mental illness or a disorder of the mind you'll find that they've had these issues over a period of time and the issues pretty much are not dealt with or they are left unaddressed and as a result of that they now segue into a mental health or a mental health challenge or a mental disorder and that's why it's important for everybody as soon as a situation comes up that disturbs your mental wellness make you cry make you feel anxious make you feel stressed overwhelmed depressed make you feel like the world is ending um grief anything like that it's very important for you to deal with it as quickly as possible because if you don't it is not going to pile up and once it begins to pile up it's not going to affect your actions and then lead you into a state of um mental illness or mental disorder order depression anxiety um personality problems bipolar all of these things wow um that that is as a tall area because most Jamaicans we just brush off a lot of times we see things and we just brush off ourselves mm -hmm. as a fitness steer or yeah man you know see a sojourn steer from a long time mm -hmm. I, I, we have a tendency to not actually look for these things, and then when they reach later, you see John start walking down the road mm -hmm. and start to back there. I say, But you know, when you used to stay so out, it's never so bad. So, so mm -hmm. sometimes these are things that we're not looking at in terms no. of there are signs, or maybe early signs there, and we continuously overlook it because we, mm -hmm. we as Jamaicans think is the norm. Because last time I was having a, having a discussion, <coughs> um, not necessarily, we're talking about, we're talking about family and um certain things that well, well a friend of mine was talking about certain things that he would never do um mm -hmm. to his kids and then we we're talking about certain things that we know that jamaican kids are smart for the most part because they know that what well, they're not supposed to go they're not supposed to go. so he was making reference to something and and we're saying but the child knows that they shouldn't do that and he said on the label it says keep out of reach of children Mm -hmm. but, but because we expect that to be the norm even though mm -hmm. it is not supposed to be the norm mm -hmm. because it did take you to reach our children but we expect because we have become to we have no reach a point where we, where we expect certain things it just become natural because it's just because of come apart for our culture that mm -hmm. people are going to be bad to a level or they're going to be do, they're going to do some things that even though you don't necessarily agree with it, you just you say, All right, you know what? I prepare myself mentally for that up already. Mm -hmm. Which shouldn't exactly be the norm, you know. So no. that, I think that's what happened a lot of times when we see little little things are a little pointers and we're like, no, that that's not really right still. And we know it's not right. Mm -hmm. We just follow up to fix the issue or create a situation where we can possibly cut the tree, bend the tree from the young. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have to get we have to get into a culture where we understand say because I like the question we asked before where you say with um who mental health is for and may tell yourself from the cradle to the grave we have a culture within our society where we feel like say people don't have no problems and 
they have a mind and they are also going through life and challenges are going to hit them. And sometimes you will hear um, parents are complaining and I talk about them kids and I say, boy, in bad and so on and so forth. And as I said, remember, thoughts, feelings, actions. You have to look at the actions. And if this is not the child's behavior that you are used to, I see the child has started to do something that is outside of the norm. They've now come up on time. Them start to steal. Them start to talk to you a particular way or so on. The behavior is an indication to you as a parent that something is bothering the child. Something is bothering the child. Translates to us as counselors to say there is something that is affecting the child in such a way that this is the behavior that they are manifesting. And as a result of that, instead of punishing the behavior like that, we're saying, okay, let us see what's causing you to do this. Sometimes you'll see a child... um a child I behave differently. And when you sit and you talk to them, um, they lost a parent and nobody never bothered even to pay them their mind because you're picking where you know. Um, they might um have a different environment. I, I remember even counseling a child um and her issue. Her behavioral issue pretty much point back to the fact that she was transferred from one school to another school, two totally different culture. So I said, what school you went to before? Um, this is a she's in first form. What's um second form? Sorry, what school you went to before? She tell me the Queens. Okay, what school you're you're entering to? Um, which school are you currently now in? She tell me a, a school name that me now go call. I said, it's just a case at the school because of order not there. No, if you move from the Queen high school into another high school without any form of orientation and understanding it's like you're moving from a to b then it's actually going to affect your behavior and that is a challenge in life so especially when it comes on to the children and i'm spending a little time on the children because we tend to brush them aside when something happens with a the child they have thoughts they have feelings and they have actions they have a mind and their mental health will be affected whether you want to pay it mind yes or no and a lot of behavioral issues that you will see even if you step it up to teenagers like the formation of gangs and so on and so forth um you'll see that it comes from a thought process that is ignited by a feeling that is demonstrated in the actions you can't necessarily um address certain issues without looking at the mind and that's why mental health for me I, I i said it's your most valuable asset because your mind is what is going to direct how you move and how you operate, how you be in this setting. So when you see somebody with um a hustler mentality, positive hustler my mentality, like them are work harder, so on, it comes from the mind because their mind's thought is that, yo, I have to make it in a life. And they feel like they're going to make it in a life. And as a result of that, when you see them moving, the action is, yeah, man, I'm going to make it. If something happens to capsize that particular boat and the person that you see who is always working and always on time and always doing extra time. If you see them and throw them and then I say, yo, me now work a minute over this, you know, our life not work nothing. You have to stop and ask, what want to you? That want to your question is asking them, yo, what disturb your mental wellness? And you'll find, you know, you know, say my old lady drop out. So my motivation pretty much gone because she made it, I do it for our middle want her to see me succeed. And yo, since you're gone, I just eat that. So everything is connected to your mental health. That is why I said it's the condition of your mind. And since your mind is what is making you, you, and allowing you to move in that particular space, you have to make sure that you're protected. You can't leave it up to any and everybody. And that is why um, the relationships that you get into 
is very important because you will get involved with some crisis people where just capsize your mental wellness and the you who was all about you know walking the straight and narrow and you know just creative and so on gets affected because that relationship is now affecting your your mental wellness it might be the job you have some persons who are really um they're mentally well them get up them exercise them do them thing blah 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 them go to work and work is a drag for them because they have a draconian boss that is also a factor that disturbs their mental wellness so when me now with the draconian boss go home as a wife me miserable to my husband be not interested in dealing with my children those are mental challenges that if left untreated will now cause me to spiral into something like depression for example so everything is connected and i want listeners to understand every single thing is rooted in your mind how you move how you think how you feel how you act all of those things and so it's very very important to pay attention to your mental health as well as the mental health encourage those around you to pay attention to their mental health as well and if you see the slightest disturbance in your mood the slightest disturbance in your thought the slightest disturbance in your attitude you have to check yourself be so intimate with yourself that you check yourself and say all right but kind of off today what's happening with me and address it wow uh all right i think one of our guests mr has a question go ahead mr hey good morning hey sasha if i, if I have that correctly um sure. <laughs> um so in, in terms of like you mentioned mental health and like in the workplace right so how does an mm -hmm. individual deal with that while being a professional at the same time because as i said some boss can be stressful how does the regular employee deal with it while still being a professional? Mm -hmm. All right. That now comes down to a black and white issue. A lot of times being a professional, your mental wellness is affected by your boss and so on um, because you're not necessarily in a job where you want for being. A. And it's a, it's a cultural thing. Like we just do our work because we have to meet some bills that we just there for a period of time. So when you go into that work environment and you have a boss who stay a particular way, it have a way more heavily upon your mental status because you know you don't even want and this you sign up for, but you just a try. So everything I go just see more magnified than it is. So that's our kind of rough. So the truth is, you have to kind of if you are in a situation like that, you have to kind of say to yourself, say two two things, either. May I go lift up for the sake of my mental health, find a job that I am able to do professionally to the best of my ability, so on and so forth. Um, and you lift up and you find that job. Or you are going to motivate yourself to say, the reason why I am here is for a particular period of time, or this is something that I really love. I'm not going to make nobody draw me out and make me lose my work, that kind of a thing. And you shift the focus because remember, your thoughts affect your feelings and your feelings affect your actions. So in order to be professional in your action, if that is a job where you really want and a job where you really love, you have to adjust your mindset. You understand? Because if you go there every day and say, yo, that boss, yeah, boy, I can't make it, then it automatically I go drive into your feelings, which you're going to feel like, I don't want to work, I don't want to work, which is not going to translate into your action like as you reach and watch the clock. But if you know, say, you did a job there for your purpose, you can say, all right, even though the boss is this particular way, how am I going to structure it? My work is much more important. I love my work, but I can't take my boss. So automatically now you're going to think of ways in which I can 
minimally deal with your boss and do your work as professional or as best as possible. Once you still have that drive, it is going to now translate to your feelings. So you say, yeah, man, even though my boss I move a particular way, I mean, love my customer, I mean, love my work, that's not going to translate into your feelings. And you're going to say, yeah, man, and you're going to still operate in a professional level, at a professional level. You understand? So it comes from the thoughts, the feelings, and the mind. And then um, looking at the situation, depending on how it is, you might be able to go to the boss and say, boss, trust me, I'm having this particular issue. Or if you are unable to go to the boss in, in any extent, you find coping skills around that in your workplace so that you can continue to function and be the, be the individual that you are. So probably interact less, whatever the boss say, you do it, you focus on your impact that you have towards your customers rather than um, what, is being what is happening with your boss. You follow? But it all begins with, your, your mindset. Why am I here in this particular job? Because if you're in the job and you don't like it, then if your boss are you 10 degrees of stress, you are going to feel 50 degrees of stress because 40 of those degrees is going to be attributed to the fact that you don't want to be here and you have to deal with theme, theme 10 degrees. Uh, that, that is a, that, that's a tall order, but there, there's something that's concerning. I, Thank God, thank God, it, but from my opinion, in my opinion, in Jamaica, I don't see other persons committing suicide. I am happy for that. Um, but for a fact, I'm talking to a lot of persons, um, a lot of adults. Sometimes we we have, I, I, I think we have some symptoms of mental, I'd say, like I said, illness or some mental disturbance to an extent. But, you know, in, in front of people, it, everything is all good. And brown the corner, you go home and you cry or you're frustrated. Um, and, and you know a lot of persons have, have, have it good where they can put on a face in front of the world. And it, in their own private quarters is a different situation. How, mm -hmm. how can you go about, how do you spot these things how can you like see someone and say right, you know what this person may really be going through something if if it is that they try to hide it as best as possible you can't spot those little triggers that you talked about earlier all right so you're asking how do you spot it when it is very hard to spot yes because how can or, or how can you can because jamaican people once a year, you see the top and psychologists are a counselor. Them automatically start thinking the mad thing. How, mm -hmm. can you, how can you spot subtle, like, what are some of the, the, the micro things that you can use? Apart from the, the general things that you gave us, a, a list of things that we can use mm -hmm. generally to spot it in people. But you have some people who are very good at hiding and pretending and keeping things to themselves. Um, you have some persons who are secretive. Um, so a lot of persons will, will be able to lock in their feelings and, and you won't be able to see it that well. How do you, in a case like that, you have a friend who is very secretive. What, what are some of the things you can really, really look at, at from the micro level to actually mm -hmm. that person might be crying out for help but not showing it? Not showing All right, it, it comes like, back to no matter how micro it is, it is going to manifest in you're in the individuals, as me say, thoughts, them feelings, and them behavior, no matter how micro it is. 
right? So um, it's going to be on your part to be extremely vigilant to kind of pick up even the slightest shift in their behavior. Just like when you're in a relationship and you are close to somebody, you're in a relationship with them and you're very close. Relationship can be intimate, it can be mother, daughter, um, father, son, that kind of a thing. And no matter what they might come with or they try to hide, you know, you feel it, you see it, you pick it up in the slightest way in which they do something or which they don't do something. Now, let me explain that. Um, a lot of times we look for a uh, person's actions and their, their words and everything to be straightforward. Um, so if you ask somebody how you're doing and they say, okay, I'm fine, you know, um, you take that at, as face value and you move on because of course they're fine, so on and so forth. What it, to, in order to get to the micro level, you have to know pan a little bit farther and that's what we do as counselors and you can do it in your, your intimate relationship too. Come sure say if something you're married, Alex, and if you're you know your wife and something happened um that you know I'm gonna genuinely disturb her. Right? And you ask her, you say, How you are right? How you do? And she goes, Yeah man, I'm fine. Even though she has said, Yeah man, I'm fine. You knowing her, I'm gonna say no, you know so she's not fine for true. And if I leave it right here so it's gonna be a problem. And you know how to probe. It's the same thing when it comes down to individuals. We have to be more vigilant as persons who are in relationships and friendships with people around us. Because um, when sometimes the I'm fine and I'm good, I'm a great man, is a cry for help. Sometimes they, yeah, man, everything is okay and they're doing things normally is an indication that they are not well. For example, um, somebody lost, simple example, somebody lose their mother. Their man and mother are very close. And they come at work the next day, and then I take calls, um, good morning, how may I assist you? So on and so forth. And you say, um, Sarah, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great, you know, I'm, I'm great. You know, mommy passed uh, yesterday and, and so on, but we're making arrangements. And so that right, they say it's a red flag. You get what I'm saying? Because if you, since you are so close to mommy and mommy has passed, that's something that will disturb your mental wellness. We tend to make it flip up. So by that, I mean, if she come at work today, and she spread out on the floor and she a ball and she a ball and she a ball. People, oh God, she a lose her mind, that kind of a thing. No, that's a healthy response to the action of what happened. So leave her, make sure cry. She's actually in a good place. You get what I'm saying? Because she's now processing it. And so, as opposed to somebody who is, yeah, man, everything is okay, so on and so forth. So when you ask about the micro level, and I can tell you that a lot of persons who commit um, the act of suicide and have completed it, you'll hear family members say, but I mean, him did just run yourself last week and him did seem happy and so on and so forth. Yes, him look happy and him seem happy. But was was there a shift or something that happened that the happy behavior did just kind of seem a little bit odd? So when you ask about the micro, it will boil back down to how the person think, where you hear them say from them thought process, how you see them feel what is their mood like and even and how it is that they behave with their actions. So um, so what you'll find then is that you being close to a person, you just have to watch and see if anything varies off to the left or to the right because it will always, behavior is consistent and it will always manifest in thoughts, in mood, in actions. You understand? So even if somebody is saying, I'm fine, but then body language, I show you that they're not fine. Take note of that. 
if it is that they're doing something a little bit too extra or a little bit under extra or something that just now line up, it can tell you, say, hey, something is, is awry. And that's why we have to get to the point where we, are, we pay attention to the people who are closest to us and encourage individuals to have conversations with us. Some of the times we're in friendships and relationships and it's like, hey, oh, you're doing one day, you know, good, good, good. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. And you move on. And you don't, you ask, how are you? But you're not listening for how the person is. And you're not looking at the disposition of the person who you're asking that question. It doesn't ask, you're all right. Oh, you stay, you're good. And I move off same time. If we stop sometimes to look, we will see in a person's attitude and a person's behavior and just them physical affect, how they look in the face, you know, that, hey, something is not right. Something is not um, adding up. Something, you know, something traumatic that has happened to somebody, you know, give them a space for talk. You understand? And even if you sit with them and they're them not talk, just sit with them, you know, because your presence alone will encourage them, you know, to feel a little bit better or to even open up about what is happening. So the micro thing, um, the micro thing is, is still going to boil back down to your thoughts, the individual, the person's thoughts, feelings and actions. Outside of those things, there is nothing that you can really use to say, okay, this person is having a mental challenge. Well, um, okay. Um, I see Tamara raising her hands. She wants to play. A, she wants to ask a question. I assume Tamara can go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. I like I, like I introduced me formal. You couldn't say this is my wife. Anyway. Um. Hi, Sash. Hello. Hello. I'm listening. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. So, so say you have a history of mental illness, right? Namely, ADHD and depression. You know your triggers and you try to avoid them. But I like to talk about you guys on relationship between people who are close to you. What if the people who are close to you don't understand? All right. Tomorrow. Sorry, I'm not sure if it's your microphone, but your microphone is even on. Can you hear me better? Yeah, man, I can hear you. Yeah, much better. All right. Uh, should I go over it? Did you hear everything? I heard um, if you have a history of ADHD and depression. and Yes, you have a history of mental disorders, namely ADHD and uh, depression. You're in a relationship, not necessarily your intimate relationship, but you're around your people. Just like you guys were talking about relationship, you have explained to them uh, what it is. You know your triggers and all of that. You try to stay away from certain things. What if they're still not getting it? What is the best way to get them to understand what you're going through, why you're trying to stay away from certain things, stuff like that. Okay, so if you have tried um, to explain, because mental health is something that is like, it's just a kitchen, a lot of persons don't really understand. Very taboo. Yeah, and it's very taboo and all of them things there. It's our take the rest of everybody who not experience it or who not work in the field for kind of catch up a little bit. Because sometimes I'm going to say you're extra so and so, because I like the fact that you say ADHD, because... A lot of times, even with children, 
you know, um, they're in the classroom and they might genuinely have ADHD, you know, but they say, oh, them PVT and nothing wrong with them and that kind of a thing. So we kind of have a nothing wrong with them kind of a culture, snap out of it kind of a culture. So it's going to take the world um, the, a, a time for them to actually catch up to say, hey, you know, these things are real and these things are affecting us, affecting me and can affect us within the relationship. If you have tried to explain that to the individual and them still not taking a tea, what you can do is um, invite them to a conversation with a professional so that the professional can um, ably explain to them and answer any questions at all and to even validate whatever it is that you're saying. Because sometimes when it comes from the horse's mouth, it's going to be, oh, it's an excuse, y'all, look, and um, nothing wrong with you, that kind of a thing. So sometimes you carrying the message yourself um, is not going to be readily accepted uh, by the individual. But if you get a professional to help you with that, with the transmission of that, this is what I have and this is how it affects me the, and affects her. These are her triggers and this is the role that you can play as a spouse or as a friend in the relationship to assist her and so on. Then it comes across, it will come across uh, a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say valid, but then we receive it a little bit better than if it is that it's coming from you. So that's what I would suggest. No, okay, I understand. Yeah, that's what I was looking at too, because I'm saying maybe it's the fact that it's coming directly from you. Mm -hmm. so they, 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 it's not that they don't want to listen, but you know they don't want to accept it sometimes yeah. because it's hard to accept because everybody think of mental illness as a madman or terrible eat out of the pants something in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So once you start to think that um, somebody close to you is um, saying, oh, hey, I have this mental illness, people mm -hmm. start to think the weirdest things. Yes. So... I think a lot more people need to understand that mental illness can be very subtle because it starts from stress. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of that really grows. You're overstressed before you're depressed. Absolutely. So even that is, is also something that you have to cut back on. Being stressed, a lot of us can handle it. I realized this, and my mom realized this when I was like 20 years old. I was given a job to do, and everybody left me another job. And then... Nobody was, you know, like at church and you're supposed to, everybody's supposed to be a team and get a certain project done. Everybody mm -hmm. went out and they cut out of it, me alone, left night. My mother said, never again you take on such stress because I literally mm -hmm. went crazy because I was mm -hmm. so upset and I just started to act very rash. You mm -hmm. know, so from then I realized that certain things I will not take on, so certain things I don't do. And now I work with my mind, which make it worse. So... <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And that, that's, that's, that's the thing why I am such an advocate for fiercely protecting your most valuable asset. Because I keep saying, um, whenever I do talks and get the opportunity to talk about mental health, I say, one little mind you have, you know, and if you think about everything that you do, creative or not, if you're an accountant, if you think about all the things where your mind, the knowledge and the information, the experience and the things that your mind can do, problem solve, um, figure out where the last thing is, understand debit different from credit. If you are a creative, if it is that you're a graphic designer, how your mind is so beautiful, you sit down on a blank canvas and you just come up with something, a logo, a flyer, and it's so beautiful. If it is that you are um, a business person, an entrepreneur, and sometimes you can't sleep, your mind will tell you, all right, venture off into this, do this. If you're a computer technician, your mind explain, oh, you're supposed to fix certain things. These are the things that are the wonders and the beauty of the mind. Somebody will talk to you, your ability to listen, to respond, to give um, advice or suggestion, to problem solve. Even if you're a mother too, 
toy your kids come, mommy, da 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 daddy, da 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 da. And you're able to say, stop, all right, let me listen to you, let me listen, and you can solve out the problem. All of that is your mind. And so when you understand the beauty of your mind, even if you're a photographer, you have to turn the lens to the light and capture this and figure it out. You understand the beauty of what your mind is doing for you. Then you have to fiercely protect it. But understand that as you go through life, little challenges is what's going to come and disturb it. As you say, it might be you're putting a group, to do something and everybody else jump out. That is stress. But if you don't deal with it and say to yourself, say, all right, you see this now? The group thing I saw, it'll disturb my mental wellness. After this, nothing more. If you keep putting yourself through that, if I'm not dealing with it, solving it, and understanding how to navigate away from it, right, for the protection of your mental health, it can lead to depression. And that's what persons, I want persons to understand. You see, the anxiety disorders, the depression, um, the psychotic breaks, and all of those things, it starts from the little challenges that are left unaddressed. Depression can also come from bereavement. You lose somebody and you buckle it up and you don't deal with it. That can lead to depression. Loss of a job and feeling demotivated and not having somebody there to help you to reignite that motivational flame. And you bring it up with yourself and say, all right, challenge, this is a challenge, but never overcome it. What next? What's the opportunity? Then it can also lead to depression and anxiety and all of those things. You understand? So it's very important that we, we pay attention to the different challenges that as life that comes at us in life. And, um, pretty much work with it. And if you are in a relationship and a person or a friendship and those persons don't understand you in your holistic sense with your mental um, challenges or the different things that may cause you stress and they may cause you stress on top of that, sometimes a time for backpedal out of it for your mental wellness. Okay, wow. Uh, this is, you know, I realize that this is a really huge thing and if a gift which which i'd say if left unchecked but i'd say because so much of it is left unchecked we mm -hmm. miss out a lot of things um Araj was was messaging me so he had a question not sure if his mic is working raj yes testing testing <laughs> <laughs> go ahead Raj. all right guys thanks for having me good morning everybody Morning. Morning. Um, so, Miss White, um, my, my question to you is, or the situation is like this, right? So, for mm -hmm. instance, just somebody, and they're in a family, right? The family mm -hmm. members are toxic, right? They're relatively young, not necessarily a, a child, right? But they're relatively young, and can't leave out of the house yet, right? Mm -hmm. Family members abuse them mentally, probably even physically too. And it, 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 it's very difficult or almost next to impossible for them to escape the situation on their own. What would be your advice to them? All right. If you are in a and and that that one kind of thing there. If if the person is in, you say it's not a child, right? Yeah. So they're in a relationship. You see, once abuse steps in, and they feel trapped as though they cannot um escape it because men don't really play with the abuse thing. That is something that needs to be reported so that them can get lift up out of that particular situation because you see the physical abuse can be fatal. The emotional abuse can be fatal. The sexual abuse can be fatal because you can break a person so badly that they um, end up taking their own life. So abuse is something that you know play with. And there are laws in place that the laws are there to help you to get out of the situation because you feel as though you can't. 
<clears throat> follow. And once you understand that persons are on your side, that should empower you a little bit to feel a sense of safety in reporting it so that they can help you to get out of the situation. Otherwise, if you stay in there, you are going to you are going to um be trapped, you are going to feel trapped, and you are going to to, to end up with a mental disorder, so to speak, because you're either going to be depressed or you're going to have major bipolar or something. It's going to affect you in some way, shape, or form, right? Um, persons, if you're if, if you are able to speak to the individual, you can, you know, show them, hey, this is toxic. You need to make the decision to pretty much get out, right? But if it is that they are unable to get out by themselves, then there are resources. You have victim support unit. You have the police. You have um. Other counseling agencies, they have child care and protection activities that if the person is younger, um, child uh, protection, family services agencies, all of those things that are put in place to pretty much help persons who are helpless. They have Choose Life International and so on. But the individual would have to now make that step for themselves. Yeah, you can't necessarily go there and pat them up and, and lift them up because if the mind is thinking that they deserve this, then they are going to return. So, um. Getting out of the situation has to be their power move so that they are now aware, look, I can get help, help is out there and so on. Let me make this step because um, it's going to be better for me. Okay, so basically you're saying don't force them out of the situation, but try no. to find them in the right direction. Absolutely. Because if you force them, it's remember me telling you now, thoughts, feelings, actions. A person can only lift up out of something if they think that they need to lift up out of it and then feel like, no, that thought is going to drive them. If they feel like they can lift up out of it, I saw them are going to lift up. But if you lift them up and they don't think that they should be lifted up and out of the situation, they go return. You understand? But what you can do is point them in the right direction if it is that it is really borderline deadly and so on and have them make that... Um, that decision for themselves. But if it is a situation where it's a child, you have to make sure, say, you're not even waiting on that. You, physical abuse or sexual abuse, you get the relevant agencies to come and lift them out of that situation because they are in need of care and protection. All right, understood. So let's say mm -hmm. um, the person's about um, 16, right? Mm -hmm. And about a few more years before him, legally can get a work and everything else and there's a possibility they can move out and nip on them own and whatever else. A lot of chips, sorry, a lot of people would have be like, say, yo, I bet I'm just wait it out. It's almost <laughs> done anyways. And then you know, even if like say there's a report, you know, no for them yet, nobody really cares. Yeah. And then you know, they might think say, yo, when they move out, it are even worse. Cause if them own family are even them, so imagine strangers. Yeah. Yeah. But 16 still qualify for in need of care and protection. So if I'm 16, you need a care and protection because you're under 18. You understand? And yeah. as individual, as adults um, who are listening, anytime no ramp up and no deal up with them things there. Because I'm not just the um the effects of it now or the effects later on. Anytime you see anybody under 18 where you know say you need a care and protection, they are being sexually abused or physically abused. Then you just make a report to Sisoka, your anonymous report to Sisoka, and they will go and they will go and do the investigation. Because as adults of society, we have the duty and the responsibility to care for persons under 18, children under 18, 
um, because whether they are ours or not, we have that responsibility. And that's why there are things in the law where say if them know say you know about it and you did nothing, then of course they're gonna have some charges laid against you and some fine where you have to go pay. You understand? But even outside of that, we have to look out for one another. So I mean, if that is a situation, yeah, man, report it, man. We can't fast. It has it's anonymous, you don't have to know the details or the intricacies of it. From your ear, physical abuse or sexual abuse, or they're being neglected or anything like that. Their rights as a child is being violated. You go so boom and report it, you let it go. They will do their work. All right. All right, thank you. Yeah, man. Wow. <sighs> I wonder you're making me wonder if I need some coaching sessions. <laughs> Be, because no, sometimes as I don't know, you don't have those thoughts. No, I think you, 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 you don't mean anything by them. We're like, some care about that. Uh, would that if if, if I have uh, okay, you have those thoughts. Do I need some session? You, you do need the session. What you you do need the session? But there's the thing with counseling that I try to that I try to do as a therapist. Um, break down the stigma where where counseling is concerned. So for me, as I say, um, my my brand is so my brand is Roar Unleash, um, fiercely protect your most valuable asset through talk. Let me tell you, I me mean, know so we come from a culture where we not do the thirteen and fourteen therapy session, no problem. My thing is that it don't matter if you ever had a rough day or whatever, just talk. You can talk to somebody where you're close to, or even a counselor. You come and you have a little one session, you offload, where you offload, and you move on, you don't necessarily have to come back. You don't need to come to counseling because you are in a disaster. A challenge kind of lick you a particular way. You sit down and you talk about it, come to me. You sit down, we talk about it. All right, you get it off of your chest, and you move on. If, well, you if later on you feel like it still affect you, you'll come back again, no problem. You understand? But we have to get to the point. I'm trying to... To get us to the point where we're comfortable with talking. So counseling session means say y'all gonna get medicated and all of those things. Counseling session means say we sit down and we reason. But but somebody but I, I can see somebody sitting right now saying, Oh, well, I'm sitting here to talk to you. That don't make no sense. Make me have a person mm. in the road, we can go chat to my bridging. Me can go call Raj or Tamara Antoinette or call my bridging down the road and we talk. Mm-hmm. Which might not necessarily which might necessarily provide the same level of character that you might provide. But right. you know, you know this Jamaica because Jamaica is a constant for mad people. Mm-hmm. Um, how do how do we change change the view of people to say, listen, you know what? You're not, you're not really a fair mother, probably so got you out of the thing and mm-hmm. how would you convince someone that listen, the money for the session is worth it rather than talking to your, your friends? Uh, or you know, go going to person's who may not be able to provide. Because sometimes they talk to your friends, you know, and your friends mm-hmm. realize this is good and bad, but they still don't have no good advice if you can them and say, why, I just need to do the time, you know, and that, <laughs> that might not necessarily be the, the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the convincing comes from, from two angles. Remember, say so your mind is your most valuable asset. And if you love your mind and you respect your mind and you don't want to step outside of your mind, then need to have somebody that you can pretty much talk to. So this now is the time we'll come out and they watch fears and they, oh my God, we, 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 we have mental issues and them kind of things. And start to focus on the fact that our mind is beautiful and we need to protect it. And you can do that through talking with a counselor. The second thing, the second angle, is that the pandemic supposed to teach you a lot. 
the pandemic, liquid left, right, and center, and it affected every single solitary one of us, right? The lockdown and the working online and the talking about the business and so on. We are supposed to now look and say, if that can happen to us and just catch us off guard, the rich, the poor, the up, the down, the left, the right, the male, the female, then the truth of the matter is... <clears throat> Um, we should feel comfortable to talk about these issues. You see, the same way you have a doctor visit, and every time you go to the doctor, it means that you have AIDS, or you're pronounced, or you're two, two foot from the, the grave. Sometimes we go to the doctor because we have to fill out our medical for so work. Sometimes we go to the doctor because <clears throat> we feel a little way, and we don't want dead. And we have said, oh, God, I think I'm dying. And when you go to the doctor, the doctor just said, loose me a belt, miss. Um, it's not that you are dying. It's just that the, the waist straight are too tight, loosen it. You know, you go to the doctor and you treat the doctor as somebody that you would readily call because you are afraid of dying or you don't want anything to happen to you that's left untreated, right? Um, it's the same thing with the therapist. Just like when you have your doctor up on speed dial, have a therapist on speed dial because you should not want, just like when you know why your physical body run down, you should not want your mind to run down. And therefore, if you see the therapist like your doctor, where you're called on when needed or when you think you need a little checkup or you need to ask a question or, you know, you feel like, okay, I am not managing, I really need to go to the doctor, then you'll understand that um, you're doing yourself a world of good. Well, all right. Um, I, I think that, that makes a lot of sense now, but the, the thing is that, you know, we're Jamaicans and Mm -hmm. So I realize that we catch on to the, to the negative things of the US and the European world quicker than right. realizing that in those countries they, they take mental health even more more serious than a lot mm -hmm. of people. people are the suicide bombing and all these things. So I know <laughs> that outside of Jamaica, because we don't reach that stage yet, and I and mm -hmm. I hope we don't ever get to that stage <laughs> where where people are comfortable with, with committing. Not just the act of suicide, but suicide yeah. bombs, um, or, or suicide attacks. Um, you know, we we are blessed uh, as a country, uh, but we need to, like you said, get out of that stigma that listen, all the mad people people to say, because imagine now you're here, you know, Alex, businessman, and you know, host and content creator. You know what I do? My first counselor, my mad, something wrong with him. Mm. That, that, that is exactly what a lot of persons are going to say. They're not going to say, you know what? They probably have something on him brain and, you know, it yeah. really want to affect him in the future. So he might talk about it now. I, I don't yeah. think that most persons will see it. But you see, that's why programs like what you are doing is very important because it has to start with education. You follow? <clears throat> so once you have these forums and you put it out there, you begin to, because remember, this thing feel after me, I tell you about, in order for us to reach a place where our action is like, yeah, man, I am going to see a counselor and so on. We have to start with the thought <clears throat> that says it is okay to see a counselor, but how do we change the thinking so that they can feel that a yeah, man, I think it's okay to see a counselor, but feel like it's alright to see a counselor, so I'm going to see a counselor. We have to start from the education um, aspect of it, and that's why these forums where individuals can listen and understand the, the, the other side of mental health and just understand what the core of it is and how it's beneficial to everybody will begin to know, have them see 
it in a different light. So the more of these we have, the more information that is disseminated out there, the more uh, educational workshops that we have surrounding mental health and that nothing around for you to talk about your problems and so on, is the more we have to take time to change the fabric of it. But we're, we're patient um, because we're trying to erode about 200, about 100 years of strap down, eat out a rubbish bin kind of a mentality. But I believe with the, the thrust of the pandemic and the more we're able to talk and the more people are authentically themselves and say, yeah, man, you know, say enough time, they have a little problem and we just want to talk. The more we become open where that is concerned and persons ask questions and there is no judgment and, and so on, is, you know, is the, the more we are moving into that era where persons feel comfortable with discussing mental health and seeking mental health um, treatment, counseling, uh, coping mental mechanisms, whatever it is, for their own selves. One step at a time. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I think Raj says he wants to ask another question. Sure. Hey, guys. Morning once again. All right. So, all right. We realize, so you mentioned, say, so you want to reach to a stage where we can comfortably talk about our issues. Again, yeah. But you know the Jamaica stigma, say, so, yo, if you're a man, Woman, woman and man supposed to be strong, but the man supposed to be stronger, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a case where I think I came across something that said, um, worst case scenario, men normally off themselves more mm -hmm. than women. So I think the question is here, you know, um, why do you think that is, that men tend to hurt themselves more in terms of offing themselves more than the female? Because answering that question, I think would make man really understand, say, yo, you know, if you play it tough all the way, if you can't find a bridge along the road or find yes. a therapist or somebody and just let out your issues and, and recover and, and start fresh and go on again. Yeah. Uh, it, it comes from the traditional standpoint that um, man after strong and boy not show emotion and boy not cry and man not cry and them kind of things there. And it has to go back. If we're going to change that, we have to encourage parents, mothers and fathers to uh, re-socialize themselves as they grow their children. For understand, say, if your boy Pitney run and drop and him cry, allow him to cry. You, know, you understand? I'm, I'm not a sissy and I'm not a mama man if he expresses his emotions. Because what you do is that when you grow them that way, they um, tough up man and, and man up and wipe up your face, man. You're a man at the house and you're not to do them things. And so when he gets into a relationship, it frustrates the relationship because whenever I'm going to go through any issues at all, I'm not going to talk to nobody because talking and expressing in feelings or even crying is a sign of weakness or is like him leading to another dimension. And we don't want that, yeah? Because what happens now is that when the men are carrying that burden. Like, all right, even if something within the family, you're the man and you have to tough up because the women are the weaker sex and they will cry and you have to be there for them. You can't cry with them, you know. You have to stand up and allow them to cry on you, that kind of a thing. It carries a lot of burdens with the males. And remember, I said earlier, I said, do all the way I go through life issues. So just like how me a bubble through life as a female, you are bubble through life as a man and the things that will affect me will most definitely affect you too. Job loss, terrible boss, that kind of a thing. But if you feel like as a man you can't talk about it you have to bottle that up inside then when you bottle it up inside now you are going to either implode or explode explode mean that when the issues them are get to you and you're not deal with them is either you have to start beat your baby mother or you have to start be violent or you have to start disrespect your picnic them you have to explode or you have to implode when means say yo I can't take this no more the sign of weakness boom 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 and you are going to make a suicide attempt now here's the thing with the suicidal attempt there, it, it's not that men are more 
um, on the attempt side. It's just that when you look at the, the, the numbers with males and females, um, the men tend to have completed suicide attempts, more completed suicide attempts than women because of the route that they take and the finality of it in their minds. So a woman will do like the pills or they will, um, they will try, you know, cutting the wrist, that kind of a thing as an attempt, you know, and that takes a longer time to be completed and so they will get the help that they need, that kind of a thing. Males are more absolute in their choices. So they will either go straight for the hanging or they will go straight for the um the bullet. Yes, and that makes the suicide attempt completed. So you will see more statistics of completed suicide attempts for the male on the male perspective. And of course, it's being driven by the fact that boy, well, at this right point me reach, and it just have a done here. So it's not a cry for help, it's just a final straw. That is it for me kind of a thing so that is why and it is all comes up with a bottled emotion because when the female tries and they are rescued from it they will yeah you'll take a little warming up but they will speak about their issues man don't want to seem like because for them this is my final act Man don't want to feel like say people see like say yo not even this me can do and as a result of that it's more final in their attempt so we have to lift the burdens of our males where they feel like they have to bottle it up. And that's why when you go rumba, you see a bag of man sit down in there because a bag of man have problems. They don't want, want to go home, work, or stress them out. You check it out. You'll find a lot of males in the bars because genuinely, they have a problem. They might try to de-stress. They might try to breeze out, so on and so forth, outside of the public eye. And as a result of that, bar with full 24-7, da-da-da-da. But we have to get to the point where we begin to open up through education and, again, platforms like these. Well, I bet the man them know, say, yeah, man, you can't talk about your feelings, man. Them things that where we have come from, from back in the days are rubbish. Talk, talk your feelings. You're in a relationship and the man come home, him sit down, now talk. What to you, babe? My good, man, my good. You understand? That is not going to affect the relationship dynamic and it's going to affect Everything because there is going to be a spillover, but we have to encourage the man them to talk. So you see, the males on the platform, each one teach one, each one teach one, reach one. Make a bridge in them know, say, yeah, man, it's all right for talk, man. It's all right for talk because once you're offload, you charge up yourself again to take on tomorrow's issue. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. The, the, thing, about, the thing about that though, I I agree with offloading. The, the, the thing I, I have, let's say against, but the thing, my view on that to a sense is that sometimes you're offload on the wrong person. Um, and, and that happens to a lot of persons. So um, I might decide that, you know what, I'm going to trust a bridging. But that bridging don't mean me no, don't mean me no good. So even though even though I'm bridging, my bridging don't mean me no good. Or That's why I need a counselor. You understand? That's why I need a counselor. Because counseling's are processing sessions are private and confidential. So when time you come to me as a counselor, you talk to me, everything where you tell me is private and confidential. Except if you tell me, say, you have um you have plans for hurt yourself or hurt other persons or you have committed a crime. Can't keep that, right? But I have to report that. But anything else outside of that is kept private and confidential. So you come your offload to the counselor, you put it there so. You go about your business, there it is. You understand, you get your coping mechanisms, reason out, blah, blah, blah. You move on, you follow? So that is why it's very important that we stress 
the therapeutic aspect of counting. I would stress the fact that you really need to talk to, you need to talk to a professional because you're right, Alex. We don't want you to talk to a virgin. I say, yo, you know, say, um, babes, rare, 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 whatever. The man tell you, all right, go and go get the woman two bucks and you, you lift up and go do that. You understand? Because it makes sense. Because he might think one way and you not at the point for reason out yourself. You understand? So that is where we're, we're trying to say, you know, the counseling is important. It's very, very important. It's confidential, it's private, and it's important. And you will never be judged in a counseling session because we have heard it all and we have seen it all. You'll never be judged in a counseling session by what you say. You understand? And once you're done the session, you move on rapidly and you go your ways and you're fine. So um, even though, Alex, the friend or person might not be, might, might not have your best interest at heart, in the moment that you talk to that person, it might just help you and change your mind from what you were planning to do. But it's just that when it goes in the wrong person, info hands now, it might have little consequences later, but it might stop you from doing something, you know, harmful. So that's one little benefit of it as well, in my mm -hmm. opinion. True, 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 MR. And it also, Alex, um, brings it to a point where you really need for audit your circle for true. Because, all right, in a natural life, you might not be able to find a counselor at the same point in time, or you might rush to your bridge. But you have to make sure, say, the circle where you're in a you know, our friends, your friends are not just there because they might make up numbers or whatever, or you did meet them one time or so on. Audit the friendship circle that you have to make sure that it includes people who understand you and who, who have certain values and certain morals surrounding them. So if you're going, you have a little problem and you have vent, them know, say, all right, this is a venting session. Yeah, mom, I just said, listen, I'm not take it personal. And them know, say, based on the values that you and them have together, Harm is out of the way, so they will never say to you, all right, um, do this or do that. You understand? And that's why your friendship circle is important. And again, everything is connected to the mind because like-minded persons together will help you to either grow <clears throat> or not, right? And so um, when you're choosing your friends and you're choosing your relationships, your, your co-worker relationships and your partners and so, you have to pick them people there with it in mind while you are issue free or whatever you pick those persons with that kind of thing in mind so that you know that when it is that you have a problem you're not ashamed for going and talk to them and when you talk to them they're not gonna lead you astray and that is also good for your mental health the types of friends that that, that you have well I, I i it's it's hard because um in some aspects some of us um are coming from uh the same thing we're talking about where um man no man no cry man no this man no that um because of that uh, because we're coming from that and that has been engraved in in a lot of us from we're young because growing up right uh, you know it's a big man no cry big man no this big man no that and at the end of the day the reality is that um they have the potential to just unleash and unwind but because the stigma of coming up i have to but i guess we have to break that cycle where persons feel free to talk because i most men might have a little situation have a real problem but the stigma around the persons that they have is not one that you can talk about them thing there so i'm afraid to talk about it and then even if the persons will tell about it even mean good, they probably don't understand that. Listen, this is how you really go about it. Because the world will grow one way, say, 
big man not do this or bad man not do this or whichever way they want to put it. So the, the matter not getting a real, you don't get the right treatment because of stigma. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. But thank you though, um, Sashina, even though we had a very rough start to the a mentally start. challenging start. <laughs> a mentally challenging start. Challenging start. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for still deciding that, you know what, even though persons come on and we have to restart alive. Um I at some point um this will be reposted on Instagram and also it will be here, shared here on Twitter where persons can listen. Um and for persons who miss the information at that point um hopefully they can get it at uh, and, and uh, back in and then you know get to use this information um to help themselves or help someone um in their environment all right so thank you so 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 much for for joining us and we'll I'll definitely be leaving um links to your company roar unleashed in mm-hmm. the description that persons who may want to discreetly um contact you they'll be able to i uh, know that listen, it's okay to talk to a counselor um it's okay to it's okay to cry it's okay to talk it's okay to unleash and let it out sometimes um, oh. and, and i'm sure that your your rates are not to the sky where a person goes jesus is so expensive <laughs> can't afford no, it. No. <laughs> no 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 all right so thank you so much so so much for joining us um, we we definitely will will be talking. Uh, thank you guys, all of you guys who joined the live and who had your questions and your opinion. Thank you so much. We will see you next week Friday when we have a different guest, a very, another very special guest with another special very special topic. Thank you guys, um, Alex, and we'll see you next week.